You're listening to a podcast from Victory. The Bible is written so that its teachings can be understood by all who will read it as they seek God's help. Learn more about this truth in week 7 of our series, Wordview. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 11 to 12, it says, For this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Right? And uh, throughout, again, throughout history, we see that happen on how God supernaturally made the Bible understandable to all. The New Testament was written in Greek, and it was at the time where Alexander the Great said that all, everybody now is required to learn in Greek. And the word that was, uh, the, the language that was used to translate the scripture was actually uh, street language Greek, so that people would understand. And that was God supernaturally doing something in history so that His story can be understood and understood by all. Uh, there was a time that there was this king by the name of King James of the land. Uh, no, not King James. That's why we have the King James Bible. Because King James said, no, it's not for the masses. It's for the elite. And so they made it into a very high English language. And that's why for most of you who got your Bible in the hotels, you stole some of it. That's King James Version, okay, where the English is like thou, thee, art, you know. And all this language, it was translated not for the masses, but for the uh, more uh, academic ones. And so we now made other translations like New King James, NIV. I use ESV as my study Bible. And uh, there's other translations, and you could Google on how the word has been translated through time. Some are by word for word, some are by thought uh, translation. And uh, but as for me, I love ESV. And if there are things I don't understand in ESV, I go and look at another version. Okay. So many people think that if I read the Bible, I won't understand. If I open the book, I might burn. Uh, things that you hear, uh, many Filipinos would say about the scripture but the scripture is clear this clarity of, of scripture and that's our first point that the bible is clear okay it's understandable nobody needs to go to heaven there needs to be no angel apparition to tell us what the bible means because in deuteronomy the writer says that the commands of the lord are understandable it's not something like it should be interpreted by only one or two people for us to understand we can actually understand it. It's not far off. So Tagalog, hindi siya malayo. Reach natin to. Okay? We can actually reach this. We can understand the Word of God. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the Word is what? Very near you. It's near us. It's within us. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. Makes us think when problems come, when there are events in our lives, whether happy or sad, uh, trying times or good times, is the Word of God in our mouth? Are we able to confess it and memorize it and live it out? This is what Deuteronomy was saying. That the Bible is so understandable, I could actually memorize it. I could let my kids memorize the scripture and it would do something in their hearts. The Bible is clear. 
not only is the Bible clear, but look at what Second Peter 3.16 says. Some things Paul writes are difficult to understand. Irresponsible people who don't know what they're talking about twist them each, every which way. They do it to the rest of scriptures too, destroying themselves as they do it. What was Peter trying to say? What Peter was saying was the clarity of scripture does not mean let's not let people study it. Let's not study it. I'll just read it. It will be so clear. No. There needs to be a studying of the word or else some people throughout history have twisted the scripture to serve their own means. And that's why we, see, uh, we hear a lot of people saying religion has poisoned everything. Why? Because in the hands of evil men, in the hands of men who have been tempted by power, they've twisted the scripture. That's why we have to be good students of the Word. After I preach, you have to go home, take down notes, look at Second Peter 3.16. Did pastor really preach it in the way it should be preached? You should be students of the Word. Learn how to question. Okay? Not everything you accept, especially now, anybody can just say something and tag himself as an expert of the Scripture, but not really knowing what he's saying. So you've got to be students of the Word. Now, the Bible is not only clear, but the Bible makes life clear. Okay? This is one good thing about the Scripture. Not only is it understandable, but when, the, when you start reading the Word, it makes life clearer. The more you study the Scripture, you'll see, wow, this makes a lot of sense. There's no philosophical argument that could, in a way, challenge the argument of Scripture. It is so good, it is so solid, that up until now, people have been receiving the Scripture, not because of the traditions of men, but because it actually makes a lot of sense. It is still the fastest growing religion in the world, Christianity. Why? Because the Bible makes a lot of sense. The Bible makes life clear. In Psalms 119, verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light uh, on my path. What does it say? That the Bible, the Scripture, as I study it and as I read it, it becomes now a, a light unto my feet. That when I walk and it gets dark, it's like my flashlight. Right? It, the Bible is a light unto my feet. When I don't know, I run to Scripture. Now, as what we said last week, the Scripture is not exhaustive. It doesn't tell you what brand of car you're going to buy. It doesn't tell you who you're going to marry. Right? So singles, so don't use the Scripture and say, I think the Word of God says, I need to marry Haggai. Okay, which I don't know if there's a guy named Haggai now. Okay, but, but in major doctrines of the Bible, the Scripture is very clear. It makes life clearer for us that it actually makes sense to embrace the Christian faith because of what Scripture teaches us. I've taken an oath and confirm it that I will follow your righteous laws, preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Then he says, I've made up my mind to obey your laws forever, no matter what. What was David trying to say? I'm not only reading the scripture. Hindi ko lang inaaral ang Bible. I actually live this out. I believe in this. I will follow this no matter what. You know, a lot of people, they're interested in the Scripture. They love reading the Bible, but 
you also know that there are people who love reading the Word and you look at their life and you say, it doesn't translate into their lives. What that means is some people are excited about the Scripture, but they're not as excited to let God come in and take over their lives as what David was saying, that no matter what, I will obey the laws of God. It's not just enough that the Scripture is used for studying and reading, but the Scripture is used for life. That's why it's a light for my feet. That in my life, I would let Scripture guide me. I would let the Word of God, you know, have its say on my decisions based on the biblical principles that I've, uh, I've, I've read in the Bible. Do we have that kind of heart where we're saying, Lord, no matter what, no matter what, I'm going to obey this Word. And for us to obey the Word, we've got to first learn how to read the Word of God. We've got to see how the Word was written and get, and get to see what does God really mean when, when I study the Scripture? What is He saying to me? And again, more on that next week. Now, the Bible is clear. Everybody can understand the Bible. With just a little study, you can actually learn a lot and glean a lot from Scripture. Not only is it clear, but it makes life clearer for us. Makes a lot of sense, okay, for us. But then there's a third factor that we all need to know. That it is the Holy Spirit that illuminates the Word for us. Okay? We all know that the Bible is clear. That's why our, we send our kids to kids' church. We know that the Bible makes life clear. Oh, I know the Scripture will help me. But then how come many people don't cross over from that? from just reading now to obeying, because it is the Holy Spirit that will illuminate the Word for us. What do we mean when we say illuminate? Illuminate means I now start to see. Now it makes sense to me. What did not make sense before now made a lot of sense to me now. I remember when I was uh, grade 5, grade 6, I was, I think, 11, 12 years old, when the pastor would preach on the passage of Ephesians 5, that was my time to sleep. Why? Because it's husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. I'm grade five. I don't need husband and wives, you know. Uh, it doesn't, children, obey your parents. Ayan, guilt trip lang to, all right? As a child, you know, in grade five and grade six, sometimes I would fall asleep because it didn't make sense. There was no illumination. There was, it, it didn't click yet. It was like, oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I think daddy needs to hear that, right? But now that I'm a dad, I'm a husband, it makes a lot of sense. Not only does it make a lot of sense, I need to study it and slice through it so that I could serve my wife better. And it has helped me. Why? There's an illumination. Now I understood. It's like the words jumping out and ministering to me. Now in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6 to 10, it says something here. We, of course, have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground. But it's not popular wisdom, the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. I don't know if you've heard the news this week in the States where this columnist or journalist, I don't know who she, her name is Joy Behar, and she said that the vice president is mentally ill because... Not only does he hear from God, but he could hear God speaking to him. You see? And 
Christians are now categorized as mentally ill because we can hear from God. Illumination, right? And of course, a lot would agree with her and say, yeah. But then, if you look at Scripture, even Paul was saying, this is going to happen. Many who would be like experts whose opinions would be out of date a year or so will not stand with the wisdom of the Word of God. What we think is the wisdom of the world would be outdated in a year or so. But the wisdom that comes from God will never be outdated. No matter what people say about, oh, it's so old-fashioned, that's ancient scripture, that's ancient text. Why would you allow an ancient text dictate you? I'll tell you why. For some good reasons. Number one, this text gave me value. This text valued life. This text valued my marriage. The scripture gave me meaning and purpose. Of course, I would value it. This text just told me how to love my wife. This text just told my wife how, I should, how she should submit to her husband as to the Lord because as the husband, I am there to sacrifice my life for my wife. That actually teaches me how to have a healthy family. Teaches me a lot of good things in life. Teaches me how to walk in Christ's likeness. Why would I not love this scripture? But the fads of this world, like now, all the fads that are coming out, right? they're taking out gender in our vocabulary. There's no more man or woman. We're all human beings. Right? And of course, you know, when this happens, right, the, the effect sociologically for our society would be big. Right? And it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And there will be fads that would come and philosophies that would come and opinions of men saying, come on, let's, let's just do a, a renewable marriage license every five years. All these things, wisdom of the world that goes against and contradicts the wisdom that comes from God. God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of His purposes. You don't find it lying around on the surface. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest. What God determined as the way to bring out His best in us long before we ever arrive on the scene. What was, what was uh, Paul trying to say? There's nothing new under the earth. Everything that man thinks of, God already knew. And He's already set the wisdom for us to live on this path. Why? Because the new things actually doesn't provide any solution. If you think with all our advances in technology and science and knowledge, we can Google anything now. Has it really solved man's problem? What Paul was saying is, you go back to the old ways. See how it was done. See the effect when God started putting boundaries for, for His people. And now it brought about health in society. But then we try to always look and say, no, but there's, that's old ways. There's now a new way of doing it. We live in the 21st century. It's a postmodern world. It's different now. I hope we don't get sucked in to the reasonings of the world. The experts of our day haven't a clue about what His eternal plan is. If they had, they wouldn't have killed the master of the God-designed life on the cross. They wouldn't have killed Christ or crucified Christ. 
if they knew what they're doing, if they're really wise. Paul was arguing, it was so clear in the Old Testament, there was this Messiah, there was this rescuer who would save people from their sin and they would crucify him. If the Pharisees who study the law and the prophets were illuminated and they would have seen, they would not have crucified Christ. Why? You crucify Christ, and if He rises from the dead after three days, Christianity would be such a big, big hit. Okay? We'll have our major victory. They knew it from the Old Testament prophecies. They were experts of the law, yet they crucified Christ. What happened? After three days, He rose from the grave. Christianity is alive and well up until now. If they knew, the experts knew, the Pharisees and the high priests knew they wouldn't have killed Christ. But they don't know why. They were not illuminated. They couldn't see. That's why we have the scripture text. No one has seen or heard anything like this. Never so much as imagine anything quite like it. What God has arranged for those who love Him. This is our scripture. It's so clear, makes life clear. But it takes the Holy Spirit so that we could see. Verse 10, But you've seen and heard it because God by His Spirit has brought it out all in the open before you. What was Paul saying? You know why you can see? Not because you're good or you're wise or you're a LaSalle graduate. How can you see? Because the Holy Spirit opened it up for you. Now I see. Right? How many times you read the scripture and it doesn't make sense? Right? Same scripture, but it won't make sense until you're illuminated. Until you see. I remember the story of one of her friends, who's now our victory group leader in Fisher Mall. Uh, si Victor, no? Uh, Victor was a hardcore Buddhist, studying Buddhist texts. And there was a time in his life where, where he was at the dead end, big problem that he was facing. And Buddhism couldn't solve it. One of our Chinese uncles, uh, Uncle Tony, then had this righteous plan of sharing the gospel to Victor in one of the parties. And so they invited Uncle Tony. They invited me for added firepower. But I didn't like the way they were going to do it because they were going to corner Victor and I don't like cornering people to evangelize to them. And so we were in the party and Victor uh, was there. And when Uncle Tony started sharing, you could see the face change. There was so much pride in his face that he wouldn't accept. He wasn't even smiling. He was like... So... I knew it wasn't going to work at the time yet. Why? He was not illuminated by the Spirit of God. But then, after a few more weeks, Chinky tried sharing the gospel to him by building relationship and not cornering him in a party. And somebody else started sharing the gospel to him. And the same verses that were used by Uncle Tony, that was used by Chinky and used by others, now started making sense. What happened? Same verse, different time. What happened? Because for Victor, it was his ordained day. 
to be illuminated, now it made sense to me. Right? And that's how the Bible works. The Scripture works. Though it is understandable, it's clear. And you know, we, we know a lot of Bible scholars who are not Christians. Because the Holy Spirit has not yet illuminated it to them. Right? Uh, talking to some uh, people for my paper on atheism, and many of them would say, you know, the reason I don't like the Bible is because, you know, and they would now quote scriptures, how it treats women. Women are like second-class citizens in the Bible. Look, women should submit to their husbands. We're in the modern-day world. Why, why would the scripture teach that? You know why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why the argument is wrong. Because they're not illuminated. They stop with wives, submit to your husbands, period. A lot of Christians, they stop there. It says, wives, wives submit to your husband as to the Lord. Right? Now, I know you've read the text. Many have read the text. And you're still grumbling in your heart, right? Hirap, submit, submit. Hirap. Especially if you know my husband, right? Why would I submit to my husband? Why? Because you ended with wives, submit to your husband. The illumination might come when, you, when the words as to the Lord jumps out of the page and gets to your heart. Women, I know you love Jesus. I know a lot of women here love Jesus. All the women here, not all the men, okay? All the women here in this service. I know you love Jesus. And I know you've submitted yourself to the Lord. Right? And sometimes those words just jumps out and it does a burning in your heart like in the road to Emmaus. And now it makes sense. Did your husband change? No, he's still the same monster. Alright? But how come I'm now excited to submit to this monster? Alright? Something happened. What happened? Was it a TED talk or a pep talk? No, no, no. I was reading and I just saw as to the Lord and as if the Holy Spirit was saying something to me that I couldn't explain. And now I go home, I just want to hug my monster, my cookie monster, my, my cute monster. Hey, come here, monster. Okay. It did something to me. And of course, husbands would read, Husbands, love your wives. Oh, pastor, if you know my wife, <laughs> even Jesus would have a hard time loving. <laughs> Why you stop with husbands, love your wives? Or sometimes you read through, but you couldn't see the next one. As Christ loved the church. But when as Christ loved the church, it jumps out of the page. You see the emphasis wasn't on husband love your wives it was on as Christ loved the church that did something to me because before I never saw that it was always husbands love your wives right but because I've also read a book called love and respect since you don't respect me how can I love you and we treat love and respect as a sacred text when it's not what happens you fight. But now, the illumination happened when I saw husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wow. Christ died for me. 
Now I chose to marry you, which means I'm choosing to die for you. It is that love that would transform the marriage. I didn't get that when I was in grade 5 or in college. I got that yesterday. Right? Wow! Christ loves me to the point of dying for me. Now I look at my wife. She would ask me to do something. Would I whine and complain when Christ died for me? In light of what Christ did on the cross, how much is my love to my wife? Illumination made her marriage stronger. When the text now makes a lot of sense to you because the Holy Spirit ministered to you, now you see. Right? Now you get to see. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. God has given us the Holy Spirit. Right? I'll tell you my secret when I read the Bible, even when I do sermon preparation. I remember when I was in high school and college, there are some texts I couldn't understand. So I, before I opened the Bible, I would pray this simple prayer. Look, and here's the prayer. It's not a magical formula. Please don't make it a magic formula. It's just a prayer that comes from the heart. Lord, I'm going to read your word today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would, Lord, give me wisdom so that I might understand what I'm going to read today. In Jesus' name, amen. I felt nothing new. There was no goosebumps or whatever with those prayers. But I think it worked. When I would start to read the scripture, there would be an illumination of the word of God. And words would jump out of of the pages of my Bible. And I would start to see why. Because I'm acknowledging that it is the Holy Spirit that illuminates me. Not my own knowledge. Not my own wisdom. And if we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. What What was Paul trying to say? It would be so hard to force this on somebody who's not yet illuminated. Right? You, so you can't say, oh, oh, here's your problem. Okay, oh, read the verse. Oh. Oh, what did you see? <laughs> Nothing. Eh. What? It's there. It's so clear. Basahin mo, basahin mo. Parehas ba Bible? Marunong ka ba magbasa? No, it's, you can't say, why? Because just like you and me, at one point we were that. I honor your parents in the Lord for this is right. No, no, it's not right. If you know my parents, it's not right. They're really magulang, okay? They're parents, okay? But no, now it, now actually it makes a lot of sense now because I'm the parent now. (laughs) (laughs) Kids, you got to honor if you want to live a long life, right? That also means I need to create an atmosphere where there's a spirit of honor in the family. Illumination happens. And the scripture now is being understood by people who have been illuminated. So now we know what to pray for. If you're about to share to your friend, heartbroken, Valentine's, cold Valentine's, very insecure about life, before you even open the scripture and preach the gospel or do one-to-one with that friend, Holy Spirit, I ask you to illuminate my friend. I pray, Lord, that you would take away any blinders so that he or she could see 
as I have this one hour of coffee with my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. There's power when we acknowledge the work of the Holy Spirit to illuminate the Word. But the natural, the non-spiritual man does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are folly or meaningless and nonsense to him. And he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. I remember our family in my father's side. My dad got saved. He was the last one who got saved. Uh, became a Christian during the 90s. All of us were Christians. We had Bible studies at home, but he would stay up. But one time he decided to go down since he's always upstairs and nobody was with him. He said, might as well join. Okay, if I can't beat them, I'll join them. Joined the Bible study. Got illuminated. After years of being a hardcore Buddhist, God illuminated by the Word, accepted Jesus into his life, and now he has this burden for all of his siblings to get saved. There are 11 in the family. And they had nothing to do. <laughs> my Lolo and my Lola. Okay. They were very fruitful to the Great Commission. Okay. And during parties, of course, my mom and my dad would try to preach the gospel to my titos and titas. And many would smile, respectfully listen because my father was the eldest so you have to listen even if you don't agree since he's the eldest and this would go on for years there would be times when we would be forced by our mom to testify on December 24 which was my dad's birthday so it was a grand reunion of more than 100 people with 11 siblings imagine and we would we would testify and I would it would get really awkward because my uncles would now stand up and leave with their beard. They'll just leave. Right? And this would happen every year until our cousin got saved. The next year, there was an additional cousin who now grabs a mic testifying. And then another cousin gets saved. And now the family got saved. Now there's two families. On December 24, we'd grab a mic. Hey, God has been good to us this year. We just want to be thankful. Blah, 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 blah. But again, they would smile. There was a time they were mocking when we were sharing. But we're family, so it's okay to mock family, right? In the spirit of Christmas. Okay. <laughs> but then one after the other, in some ways, their business started failing. You see, if God can get you through a preaching of a Chinese guy... On a Sunday, it might get you some other ways. <laughs> and really, one by one, they started experiencing financial failures and business failure. And they would get saved, and they would get saved. Year by year, people were getting added to the faith. Right? And now many were testifying on December 24 about how good God is. Now even my hardcore uncles would drink beer. Now... In our reunions, there's no more, actually, there's no more beer. Everybody's a Christian now, after all those years. What happened? Did we give up when they walked out? Did we give up when they mocked and laughed? No. You just have to understand, they're not yet illuminated. Which means, maybe it's not yet their time. 
Okay? Don't force it on them. Okay? Let the Spirit do its work. But you have to do your part by showing up, being there for them, loving them. They need prayer, you pray for them. Because when the right time comes, when the Holy Spirit comes and illuminates, it will make a lot of sense to them. For who has known the mind of the Lord that He may instruct Him? But we have the mind of Christ. I've used this verse so many times during college about to take the exam. Lord Jesus, I have the mind of Christ. Lord, take away any mental block in the name of Jesus. I have the mind of Christ in me. I am wise. I am good. And I'm going to top this one in the name of Jesus. Dami kong in the name of Jesus, no? Ganun ako kadesperado nun. But I would declare this verse. I have the mind of Christ. And I feel like because of the declaration and the confession of those scriptures, my mind has been sharper. Because I have the mind of Christ. Let me end with this verse. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 14 to 16. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted. Because only through Christ is it taken away. Or is it lifted up? Okay? Yet to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heads. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. In our first week, we talk about how the Scripture is breathed out by God. It's living, it's active, it does its work. And for us, the prayer would be, Lord, as I read the Scripture, take away the veil so that I could see. So that this would make sense. Holy Spirit, illuminate me as I read your word. You just heard a podcast from Victory. For more messages like these and to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash victoryph.